episode of Intellectually Petty Radio brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. And as always on the mighty, mighty, mighty Nerve DJs Radio Network. And man, come on, man. It, it, sometimes I feel I, I feel like I'm repeating myself because I am, man. We only rock with legends over this way. And today is absolutely no exception. Man, just a man of the people, a serial entrepreneurialist. I don't even know if I said that right. That's way too many syllables for my limited uh, <laughs> brain functioning. But this guy, man, when I say, man, he, 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 he first off, he loves his people and, and he loves, loves, loves to get things popping. Let me get y'all, introduce y'all to James Everhart or Skrill. How you doing, bro? All is well, man. Peace, peace, Josh. Appreciate you having me. Oh, man. come on, man. Pleasure's all mine. Did I did I pronounce everything correctly? You did. You did. It's a serial entrepreneur. That's the that's the, the slogan we put. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I threw a, a a list in at the end of that, but you know, I think you said imperialism up. or something like that. Some shit, I was man. Like, oh man, it's it's beyond my scope, bro. I I tried, man. It was a miserable fail. It happens. <laughs> Yo, how's your life, man? How's your family? Man, all is well. All is well. You know, uh, I'm about to have a one-year-old next month. So, you know. Yo, I don't know how you didn't muted yourself, but you muted yourself. A one-year-old. That's crazy. Yeah, your, your, uh, your joint is over there. Oh, I can't. yeah, you keep muting. Your, your, your computer keep muting you, bro. Yeah, it keep mute. It keeps muting after a while. Oh, okay. All right, man. So, um, where you want to start at, man? Like, like the community or or the businesses? Uh, I think you know. Let's start. Let's start at the community. You know, because that that boils into why I got into business. Okay. So, was there something that that just triggered it all, or were, did you just come out the womb giving a shit about your people? Um. I think I came out the womb giving a shit about my family. You know, uh, I've always been the bubbly family member, the one that's always joking and laughing and trying to, you know, bring everybody together. Um, but, I, you know, I was raised by a village. So, you know, I was born and raised in Inkster, Michigan. Um, I come from a small community, a small city. My parents, they had me when they was 14 and 15. So I always say I, I grew up with my parents and I was raised by my grandparents. And so, you know, I was I was a village kid because my parents had me so young. I was raised by friends, aunties, uncles, grandmas, grandpa, you know, cousins. I was raised by, you know, just the community overall. So I think that's where the love for my people come from, because I got to see different sectors and the diversity of how my family lives, how they operate. Uh, you know, everybody is raised totally different. But I had a melt. I was able to have like a melting pot experience 
um, due to the fact my parents had me at a young age. Yo. So at what point did you realize that your parents was had you at a young age? Like, how old were you? I'm just curious. Uh, man, I think realization of it was probably uh, like when I was like 11, 12. Mm-hmm. And I finally like realized how old my parents was compared to my age. Um, but I, you know, I experienced, uh, I, I look at my mom, you know, send me throwback pictures all the time. And she's sending me pictures from when she was in high school uh going to prime and i'm like four years old standing right by her four or five years old you know what i'm saying so it's uh you know just reflecting on that i i endured the experiences of a teenager at a young age sometimes you know seeing my mom go to homecoming prime my father you know all you know their experience through high school and going into their adulthood you know i experienced those those things at a young age so at what point did you just start you you start doing like community work? Um Yeah, you muted you. Yeah, it muted you again. It muted you again, bro. 2425 uh is when I really dedicated time uh into community. Uh, I started seeing the trajectory of how Detroit was coming back, uh, how a lot of investments was happening with inside of the city of Detroit, um, how white people was coming back to the city of Detroit, and how black people in the city of Detroit was excited that white people was coming back and they knew that the economic uh, opportunities would be thriving again. And, uh, you know, me growing up in Inkster, I went to white schools. I went to, I graduated from a Dearborn Heights school with Chaldeans and Arabs. Uh, and so I seen a very diverse sector of, uh, I would say heritage. Right. Okay. And so to see their heritage and to see how we're operating inside of our community and black communities, um, it really made me hold myself accountable to start being the change that I wanted to see with inside of our heritage, inside of our culture. Um, and that's what got me involved into the community full fledged in the city of Detroit. Is it sad that that, that that black people look at white people moving in as like some type of inspiration and hope? I don't hear you no more, Jobs. Are you muted on your end? No, no. That's not me. You good? Hello? Hello. Hold on. We might have to do it this way. All right, yeah. However, it works best for you, bro. But no, I'm not muted on this end. Just let me know when. Uh, and I have to randomly say. I might have to do that Bluetooth. Okay. If that works best for you, you know. Because can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Can you hear me? I don't yeah. hear you no more, Jobs. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what to tell you about that, bro. Uh, I know everything on this end is working fantastically, phenomenally. I'm looking at the levels, and yeah, I don't. Uh, you might have to log out and come back in. I don't. I mean, I know you can't hear me saying that, but 
and our apologies. Sometimes technology is 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 not the best. Uh, I don't even know how to say it, but sometimes technology is a piece of shit. But I'm gonna come in on the back end. Yeah, that's a good move. All right, my bad, ladies and gentlemen, um, and everybody that's tapped in. Um, but it is what it is. We'll get it fixed and we'll get it together here. Come back in and, and we'll be all right. Yo, uh, it, that, that, that don't sit well with me all that much. Um, is that not, not, not necessarily, well, if you're not from Detroit, then you don't, you, you know, it's hard to explain like the racial makeup. It's like one of the most segregated big cities in the country in the favor of black people. Um, and, and when people are looking at it like, okay, well, white people moving back in, yeah, that's good. That's, that's, you know, we're going to get some money now. <sighs> that means that, and, and, and this is no disrespect to the white community, but that just means that as, as, as black people, we doing something wrong. You good, bro? Can you hear me? Uh, hello, hello, hello. All right, you good? You yeah, I can hear you, but just, it's just hella low. All right, say something now. Can you hear me? Yeah, it sounds like you whispering in, 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 in the back of a room and shit. Are you on your phone or computer? Can you hear me, bro? Hold on, let me, uh, y'all know I ain't good at multitasking and shit. Oh, uh, I don't know, we'll see. And let me, uh... All right, can you hear me now? I can. Okay. It's something, it's something going on with, with this Bluetooth. Oh, okay. All right. Um, yeah, but I, I got you. I'm just gonna have to do it. I'm just gonna have to do it on the mobile device and, and tune in and listen. That's what I was gonna tell you. You know, just use your, use your uh your phone. That they tend to work a little bit better anyway. So, uh, but my question was, you said that black folks was looking at white people moving back in, like like that was gonna be a financial boom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is that and so? But the way I look at that is not a, it's it's uh it's. It's fucked up that we're looking at it that way, that we got to feel like white people need to be here for us to really do something financially. Mm-hmm. And that's no disrespect to white people, but that means that we're doing something wrong in our own community. Agree or Correct. disagree? Correct. I, I, I can agree to disagree as well. Um, what, what I'm going to say is that, um, I, again, not being racist as well, uh, but if you look at the, the spending power and the economic base, uh, African-Americans have had at that time a $1.2, $1.3 trillion spending power. Mm-hmm. And now we're at like $1.7, $1.8 dollars spending power, right? We have the biggest spending power out of any race globally. And so, again, if we practice group economics, if we do what Dr. Claude Anderson and a lot of our leaders previously before us 
um, spoke about, mm-hmm. we could be the change that we want to want to see, and we could change the trajectory of what we want inside of our communities. So that's the mindset where I was coming from uh, with getting back inside of the community is letting mm-hmm. them know, like you don't have just because they're coming back doesn't mean uh, one it'd be beneficial for you, right? Um, because again, it's chess. Again, no one is going to give you the upper hand and the advantage in this game. Uh, yeah. You could enjoy life, but you wouldn't be able to enjoy the life that you want to see for the progression uh, in the way that you would love to enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it into the rules and regulations that they allow you to enjoy it. And so, you know, that's what really got me involved because I want to enjoy this life. I want to enjoy this city. I want to enjoy my people the way I would love to enjoy those uh you know, the way I would love to enjoy it. How do we convince your generation that that's the way to go? It's, it's no convincing. Uh, the generation is leading by example, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every time you listen to the, the, the generation before us or the generation now, they always say, well, you didn't do that. You're not doing this, you know? So they are visual learners. So you have to lead by example. So you have to continue uh, to move the needle forward by leading, not not talking and telling them what to do or how to do it. Okay, so that leads me to my next question. What businesses have you started and are currently uh, working on? Yeah. Um, So, again, serial entrepreneur, my first uh, business um, LLC that I did was uh, Hops Management. Uh, H-O-P-Z management. Um, That was dedicated to my best friend um, at the age of 20. uh, I witnessed my best friend get murdered, hanging out. We was at Chuck's Millionaire on the west side. Um, And so that changed the trajectory of my life as well to where I'm at. And so, you know, to pay tribute to my best friend who was very influential in in the Detroit scene uh, and what we was doing, I wanted to start again helping other people, which is an acronym for what I seen, uh, what he did. You know, he mm-hmm. helped a lot of people. And uh, so what I did was start a management company and I started doing entertainment management. I have family that's inside of the music industry um, that's, you know, well off in the in the music industry. And um, I started just doing management due, due to my relationship building, my promoting, doing promotions, parties and clubs uh, and different events. Uh, so, you know, right now I do a lot of management with different brands and businesses. Um, and then that catapulted me into uh, doing a shaved ice business called Snow Beers Legendary, um, you know, which is I seen was a seasonal thing, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> shaved ice is like seasonal. And so I was looking for something that could be, you know, all year round. And then that could take away that doesn't take my time away from giving to community. Mm-hmm. Um which I came across some of my business partners. That's where I stand now uh, inside of the spirits industry, Motu VJ Spirits, uh, which is a black owned spirits company, which you see some of our products right here of our portfolio. We have two wines that's on the market, a champagne and a vodka, uh, all Michigan produce, uh, all black owned. Our company is all black owned. Um, And we use, uh, again, Michigan grapes and Michigan corn that's grown right here. And we distribute everything right here as well. And we use one of the oldest wineries and one of the distilleries in West Michigan. 
um, right now. I didn't even know it was a damn distillery in Michigan. Say that again. I didn't know it was a, dist- a distillery in Michigan. Yeah, it's a lot of distilleries in Michigan. Um, it's some. It's 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 a it's like three of them in Detroit. Uh, but right now we're using a distillery in West Michigan called Long Road. Mm-hmm. And our winery is actually one of the oldest the oldest winery in Michigan. Uh, it is called Great Lakes. I mean, not Great Lakes. My apology. It's called Saint Julian. St. Julian is our uh, winery that we utilize. Okay, so so what do you, what was your knowledge base going into the spirits industry? The knowledge base was from an economical knowledge base. <laughs> it was that it's a liquor store on every freaking corner in our community. Uh, we don't own the business. And so since we don't own the business, you know, everybody was trying to get a brick and mortar. You know, at a time, everybody was talking about, hey, you know, we need to own the liquor stores. We need to own the gas stations. Yeah, but those liquor stores and gas stations has products that's yeah. on the shelf that you actually go buy. And they make their money from the products. And so, you know, looking at that, I've seen liquor stores on every other corner in the black community. And what people wouldn't focus on is putting product on the shelf inside of those uh, liquor stores. And so, you know, once I had the opportunity um, to have a conversation uh, with the with the company, with the uh, with my co-owner, with the, my partners, the co-owners of Motu VJ Spirits, uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Jelks, Willie the Kid, Jamil Robinson, and uh, Andrea Super Super Dre Wallace. Um, those are the founding uh, owners of Motu VJ Spirits. I was able to have a conversation with them, um, told them you know my interests and what I what I wanted to do, uh, and we launched and brought it to the east east of the uh, east coast of uh, Detroit. I mean Michigan which is Detroit. Okay, so how do you go about getting it? Because most of the, if, you, if you're not from Detroit, most of the, the liquor stores are owned by, by Arabs. Correct. How did you go about uh, penetrating that market as far as them putting products in their stores? Yeah, so so the best the best thing about it was that, you know, if you look at the, the demographics of West Michigan, uh, West Michigan is majority of white side of the state right mm-hmm. and so uh my business partners already solidified a, a couple of like placements with inside of myers okay. um portfolio um and then also total wine and spirits as well and so once those placements were solidified and i came on board i already had a leverage um to go inside of the, the detroit market or the southeastern market right and leverage the relationship that was already positioned with me coming on board. But it helped amplify um, my relationships and community helped amplify those placements. So it wasn't just me coming as a as as a new owner. It, it was me coming as someone uh, that was solidified with inside a community mm-hmm. uh, that people uh, uh, appreciated, recognized and uplift. So, you know, if someone went up inside of the liquor store and they see me, they're like, oh, no, this is somebody from the community. So it made them have an obligation at that um, to hold accountability for them having local products uh, from people with inside of the community as well. Now, it's still hard penetrating, you know, those local markets, uh, you know, the Chaldean and Arab communities uh, with our products because it's supply and demand. If the consumer isn't going in there and asking, you know, that's shelf space that's just sitting. And yeah. so just because you are from the community, they're still looking like, hey, this is not moving. I'm not making any money. 
Um, so I always tell uh, the community, uh, our customers, it's all about supply and demand. I'm, I'm not just trying to have my product supported because of one, I'm black and two, uh, I'm from the community. I want my products to be supported because they're quality and good products and I can compete at a corporate level as well. Mm. And so if you are enjoying our products, go ask for the products, even if they don't have it, because what you now are doing is, is programming the merchant to see what's new on the market, just like they did the, uh, what is it? Taylor port, uh, wine. Mm -hmm. And it was the sensation, the TikToks and all that. Do you, do you know how much money they probably have made? Uh, because we made that sensation go viral and how many people, people and merchants and businesses start stacking up on, on that product. Um, so those are the things is about supply and demand that I always teach community when speaking about entrepreneurship, speaking about your product. How important is networking? Say that one more time. How important is networking? That's You say how important is it? Yeah. It's extremely important um, because that, that right there programs the trajectory of not just... Um, not just the now, but the future. So if you could understand if, if, if I'm going into an establishment and asking for something and then I see it into fruition, do you know how enlightening, how motivating, inspiring that is to you when you go back in there and you see what you asked for? Yeah. We don't usually get what we ask for, Right. And Man. so we get we get complacent and asking because we never see the change, right? But if you stay consistent and you start organizing around the things that you want and then you start seeing it, you start feeling more empowered, you start feeling more uh um in the in the driver's seat of your own destiny to say. Okay. Let's see what you're working with, bro. Let's see what you got back there. Yeah, so so I'll start off with our, our brute champagne. This is our first commencement. It's named after our company, Motu VJ. Motu VJ is Latin for strength and community. Um, strength and activity, but our activity is community. So we always say Motu VJ means strength and community. All right. And this is a brute champagne. This is 12%. And the difference between this champagne and a lot of other champagnes is that we put a screw top onto our champagne because we wanted to make it a house champagne. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people pop champagne and they don't utilize the whole bottle of champagne. And some people get mad when their friends don't drink the rest of the champagne and you got to waste it, right? So yeah. your brunches, you can screw it back up. Uh, for the fellas, I always say, if you pop it with one lady, you might as well screw it back up and go to the other lady and, and open it back up for the next one. <laughs> That's that, that's him. That's not me. I'm, I'm, I'm right, not that's that. him. Right. That's not me either. <laughs> and then we have a we have a Vani Supreme vodka. A Vani means highest point. Uh, now this is a corn based uh, vodka with 100% yellow corn from Michigan, and this is gluten free as well. And this 80%. Um, and that is our only liquor on the market right now. Okay. And then our next one is eye candy. Eye candy is our sweet rosé red wine. This is 10% alcohol. This is one of the most asked about products with inside of our portfolio. 
Uh, this came out for Women's Empowerment Month, uh, dedicated to our, our woman partner, Andrea Wallace, Super Dre. She's a famous DJ. Um, and she's a, a serial entrepreneur as well inside of tech. So all my business partners, we all are serial entrepreneurs. We have other investments as well, which inside of our uh, portfolio. And as you see, it's different shades of women uh, outlined on side of this bottle. Uh, all our designs for our bottles we have created. So this design was made in-house. Okay. And for the record, fellas, uh, I like wine, and that shit was delicious. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. So that's a sweet rosé. So you give a lot of different flavors like watermelon, grapefruit, uh, strawberry. Uh, you're going to get a lot of different flavors on your palate uh, while you're drinking eye candy. And then our newest product uh, with inside of our portfolio, uh, uh, roughly about a year ago, um, I was approached uh, by one of Detroit's fashion icons, uh, uh, my big homie, uh, Ty. friend, yeah, Ty Mopkins, uh, Detroit's Pistons creative director, you know, uh, the creative director for the start for starter. So if you all know the starter jackets, uh, Ty wanted to create a legacy for his family and he's seen how I was moving with Motu VJ. He's seen previously my community work uh, with New Era Detroit and what I stood for with inside the community um, and what I was still doing right now within community and, and he had a conversation with me uh, regarding you know legacy and what it looks like uh, inside of the spirits industry and he always wanted to get into this industry uh, so I'm just honored that he chose us as a company uh, being black owned, being local uh, to take on his legacy and move it forward. So with that saying, we commenced last year Roseline Select, which okay. is a collaboration with Motu VJ and Ty Mopkins. Now Roseline Select um, is actually dedicated to the street that Ty Mopkins grew up on in Detroit, Roseline. And so on this bottle, again, uh, all internal designs inside of our company, when you type in these coordinates right here, that mm -hmm. takes you to where Ty grew up on the street, actually. The actual house street cross area, right? Uh, this is 10%, I mean, 11% alcohol as well. And then on the back, he has a commencement uh, to in tribute to his mother and father uh, who has transitioned on the mm -hmm. back of this bottle. Uh, now, this is a pineapple rosé with a cider kick. So this is not too sweet and not too, um, too dry. It gives a cider kick, so a lot of men that don't like to drink sweet wines, uh, they like to drink the, that cider crisp uh, with a pineapple taste to it. Okay, so I'm gonna be there Saturday. I'm, I'm gonna need. I, I said I'm gonna be there Saturday, so I'm gonna need the the wines and the vodka. The wines and the vodka. Yeah, just set set a, set a, a bottle of each aside for me, and I got you. Okay. Yeah, I'll be there. Um. Okay, so the community work, like, is, is there a nonprofit? Is there an organization? Like, like, because I, I see you everywhere, bro. I see the pictures. The IG is popping. You know everybody in the city. Is, is it a coordinated thing, or is it just something you're doing by yourself? So, you know, it, uh, starting off coordinated, um, everything really coordinated. It's about helping other people, man. Like, honestly, it's nothing that I, you know, I'm doing on my own. It's all about the team. It's all about uh, building bridges, connecting with those like-minded individuals. Um, you know, 
so, you know, I started off community organizing. A lot of people know me being the chief visionary and vice president um, at New Era Detroit. We was the fastest growing pro-black organization in the country. Uh, I started that and started off with that in 2015. The organization originated in 2014, which in, within the six months, almost a year in, I, I joined in and became uh, one of the high ranking leaderships of the organization, which we expanded in my in my years there. Um, to about eight chapters across this country. Uh, and, you know, then they're moving into international. Nigeria is one of the chapters as well. And so, you know, we was we were organizing on a, on a grand scale like the Black Panthers, like the Garvey, Garvey Knights. And so, you know, we was following our, the, the, the footsteps of our ancestors inside of Black power, Black movement. Um, but what I kept seeing, uh, what I kept like in, in my uh historical uh reviews and just doing my education is like mm -hmm. hey at the end of the day king got killed for economics you know and so we, we got to start talking about economics we got to start spending our money with each other we got to get we got to not fight the fight that they fought but finish where they left off man and and so um i ended up uh transferring um into nonprofit and I lead with an African proverb um, daily. I say, I cannot lead where I won't go, and I cannot talk about what I don't know. So if you hear me express or talk about something, it's because I'm inside of it or I have done it, right? And so I, I can't talk about economics if I'm not an entrepreneur, right? If I'm not getting involved economically with inside of my community, if I'm not spending mm -hmm. my money inside of, you know, different black owned businesses and establishments. Um, if I'm not on the front line inside a community, uh, if I'm not holding myself accountable to have hard conversations uh, with other races and cultures um, in regards to black excellence and what that looks like. And so I'll step into the nonprofit space uh, in regards to holding nonprofits accountable to give money to grassroots organizations. And so, you know, we did all this work, phenomenal work, front pages of Detroit Free Press, getting acknowledgments for the work that we do. But nobody was financing us. Nobody was giving us money. Right. They wasn't donating. You know, we got dollars from community members, you know, that donated, you know, from the organ from us and with inside of organizations that put back in. But I was like, hey, these white nonprofits, let's just be honest, are getting a lot of money for the black issue. And they're not putting back economically and they're just doing photo shoots. They right? do surface shit. Yeah, surface stuff. And so um, I went into the nonprofit uh, at Force Detroit. Uh, and what we did was we created a lane uh, here in Detroit um, and actually Michigan, honestly, uh, to enhance the lane that was already here. Uh, I'm not going to say we created. We enhanced the lane that was already here. Mm -hmm. And so we advocated uh, for an uh, initiative called CVI, Community Violence Intervention, to come to the city of Detroit. And this was a solution that was an evidence-based and evidence-informed solution to violence in our community that was led by those who are directly impacted. And so we advocated for grassroots organizations and leaders to lead this work and get paid to do community building and violence reduction work. Not working with the police, working with inside of their community, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is more of an offset to locking people up, right? And so this became now nationally known where the White House uh, actually 
uplift our work here um, in Detroit. Um, and then also nationally in the state of Michigan also has inquired uh, budget allocations to the organization I previously was with, Force Detroit, okay. inside of the state budget for the work uh, of CVI. So now we have six organizations in the city of Detroit, uh, since we advocated for this, that is getting funded, uh, roughly about $700,000 yearly uh, to do, I mean, not yearly, my apology. Uh, it's not yearly, it's $700,000 um, to do the work with inside of their jurisdiction, their area, their tar targeted mm -hmm. area. Um, and to decrease the, the amount of homicides that's happen, happening. Just the just last month, Detroit announced that we had the fewest homicides in the city of Detroit since 1967. Damn. After making this investment, we did a re, we did an analysis report uh, with Nick Jr., uh, National Institute of Criminal Justice Reform, that Detroit, in a lot of areas, but these are Detroit statistics, spent about 1.7 million dollars per homicide. For non-fatal shootings, they spend about 1.3. Million? And that, that's, yes, because that's counting, what you're counting is the budgets, I mean, everybody's salaries, when, when you're pulling out the crime victims, when you're pulling out the resources, when somebody getting shot, the, the services that they need, uh, when they're doing cleanup, all those services tally up to 1.2, 1.3 for non-fatal, and between 1.6 and 1.7, for fatal shootings. That don't even sound believable, bro. Yeah. A, mil a million plus? A million plus that we're spending out of taxpayers' dollars. Oh, my God. Yo, so you got to follow the money. What the, what they say? Where the money reside? Where the money follow that money? Oh, my God. Shout out to Break the Foundation, too, man. Like He he, he tapped in, man. He's saying what's up to you. And, and uh, what do you say? He still remember y'all was doing the hood to hood, and the cop was trying to take your gun and pointed that shit at him. And his life flashed before your before his eyes. He said, "You always been solid, yo." Break the foundation, man. Um, oh, off, break, man. What's going I'm, on? I, I, I'm sorry, man, but let me put this out there, man. It, it, do me a favor, break. Put the uh, the the uh, the cash app and the uh, the uh, whatever y'all got for your daughter, man, because his daughter is going through some shit. Um, and and I'm um, you know, hey, we holding you down, bro. Whatever you need, please put that that information um, in the comments. And go buy his music. Nigga is one of the dopest MCs I have ever heard. And when you talk about some pro-black shit, it starts yeah. with Break the Foundation for me. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, no, bad. no. I definitely I definitely haven't been on Facebook. I know Brick is really heavy on Facebook. Uh, Brick, I'm going to make sure that I reach out to you. Uh, definitely uh, drop, drop your cash app on there. Uh, actually, Brick was one of our... Uh, main artist for New Era Detroit, New Era Nation. We played Brick music every time we traveled. Brick used to always come to Detroit uh, when we did Hood to Hoods, coming from Flint uh, and participating. Um, you know, so definitely he, he's he's he definitely been a part of the journey before Skrill with Locks. I'll I'll, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> yo, since uh, sisters, we you know on on break right quick pause, uh, but yo. I remember um, we was in Baltimore and he found out that, that his wife was pregnant. And I mean, I, that is just a moment that I will, that will live with me forever just to see the, the, like, that was the first baby. And just to see the look on his face at that, it's just like, sometimes you happen to be with somebody that get some news in their life 
and that becomes part of your story too. That shit was fucking dope, man. Anyway, yeah. uh, my, my I got a, I got a throwback picture with Brick. It was me, Brick, uh, one of our Chicago at the time, our New Era Chicago presidents, and I think it was Seti. Oh hell no! <laughs> yeah, that, this how yeah. this how far back it goes. Yeah, that's back. going back right there. <laughs> I, Rick, Rick, remember that picture. I, I know you do. Yo, matter of fact, that's one of my favorite joints right there. The one with uh, Seti uh, talking in, in the beginning of the song. Oh, I love that joint. I can't remember the name of it, but I love that shit. Yo, let me ask you this. Um, yeah, it, it's been, it has been a long time. Um, the politics in Detroit. Uh, like, I don't, uh, what's, what's the mayor's name? I can't, I can never remember the dude's uh, name. Right now, Mike Duggan. But he's not running again, right? He no, he's not running again. So who do do you endorse people? Is that is that part of what you do? Uh, personally, I don't endorse. I don't endorse people. We have supported endorsements uh, previously mm-hmm. with you know organizing, um, but you know right now um, with me as being on my own. Now I created my own nonprofit uh, that just launched in December, the first of December, uh, called Minds. It's an acronym for motivating inner new dreams. Mm-hmm. And so what we focus on is, is the transformation of individuals in four different pillars. And that's entrepreneurship. Um, that's mental wellness, uh, community empowerment, not engagement, empowerment. I don't want to engage community. I want to empower the community. I want you to be self-sustainable mm-hmm. uh, once we leave, leave out of there as an organization. And then civic engagement, because we have to get involved politically. Um, and through that process, I'm, I'm, we won't be uh, endorsing candidates, but mm. we will be woke working uh, collectively on uh, educating our community around uh, civic engagement and how we need to get involved. And we're going to leave it to their discretion to make the right decisions. Uh, but we're not going to lead as a candidate to endorse a candidate as my organization. But there is other organizations that do endorse candidates. And previously, yes, uh, I was a part of endorsing candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, we endorsed, uh, we created a, in New Era, we created our uh, New Era slate uh, where it was different candidates that we interviewed um, and seen that they was in the, had the agenda for the people. Um, and, you know, but, you know, I, I wouldn't endorse candidates uh, with inside of my organization. I would want to educate the community and allow them to make the right decision that they feel is prevalent uh, for their needs. So is there, I'm just curious though, as far as everything you're looking for in a candidate, is there somebody out there that you like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna rock with this person. You ain't got to name them. Just curious. Is there someone? Yeah. Um, if people turn out to vote, yes, definitely. It's, it's someone that I, I, I feel confident, uh, that could get some things done, um, with inside of the city of Detroit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm focused on, uh, kind of more of a, uh, a county aspect as well mm-hmm. uh, as as I'm from Inkster. Um, so I'm ready to get back involved on the political front with inside of my community as well in Inkster. So I'm looking at, you know, candidates that will be focused in Wayne County and doing some work in Wayne County. So your E-Course, River Ridge, Highland Park, uh, you know, the black cities around Wayne County where, mm-hmm. you know, Wayne County is the blackest county in the state of Michigan. Why are you not running, bro? Uh, I ran previously in the city of Detroit as a write-in candidate to get involved, get get my people involved mm-hmm. in politics. Um, but you know, it, it, if it come back down down the line, you know, I don't know yet. Uh, but 
you know, you know, I just had a son and I know how that, how politics can be, you know, and I just spent a lot of time in community, uh, building up community before I had a son. And now I have one, you know, that's my other half. I really want to kind of spend some time with him. Uh, so I don't know yet about getting back into the political front. Yeah. Cause that's, uh, that's where it starts and ends. You know, to be quite honest, and people don't realize I've been telling people this for years. As far as Detroit is concerned, the ability, the the, the water department in Detroit is what they really after. Mm-hmm. Well, they already got the you know it's Great Lakes water. Uh, they already uh, took that over and re and redid that. That was the first thing that they did. If you look at the landscape of how uh, after the emergency management, uh, when we got um, the mayor inside of the city of Detroit. A lot of things uh, transition um, out of the Detroit assets because we was, you know, so-called bankrupt uh, mm-hmm. with inside of the city. Um, which, if you look at the, if you look at the financial budgets, Detroit really wasn't um, in bankrupt. We had too many assets, and we was in, we was in green. Um, it was a lot of things that happened uh, in in the politics of, of that. Um, mm-hmm. And now that's why you know the state of Michigan actually is. Uh, for pennies of the dollar is renting or leasing uh bell out you know so i I hate that shit too bro yeah i hate that man and and and, you're not old enough to really understand the greatness of bell out on a friday fucking night yeah that shit was freak nick every weekend yeah i mean you know we had the my generation we was the end of the of the strip all the way in the back you know we was like the end of it so yeah. I got to experience it because you got to remember it. Uh, even though, even though uh, I was young, I always, I always hung out with people that was older than me. Right. So with me being 18, 19, I'm hanging out with the lodge boys. You know, I'm hanging out, I'm coming to the city straight from the East side, you know, to the East side. And then I migrated West because, you know, 94 and Inkster, that's our corridor. You know, yeah, that's to un- Detroit. That's unfortunate, man. I'm sorry you had to hang out on the east side. <laughs> I, hey, look, I had fun on the east side, Grassy and Hamburg. I always said them basement parties was everything. <sighs> oh Lord! I, I, although I can't talk, man. My my people's was on uh, Mac and Chalmers. Like my auntie owned that house for like 40 years. Oh yeah, yeah oh yeah. So yeah, and, you know, and then my, when uh, I came when I came west, I was on Plymouth and uh, Wyoming off of Elmira. Ooh. Well, West Chicago. That's, that's that's basically Joy Road. That's like Joy Road esque. And then and then I was Joy Road. Yeah, I was Joy Road. Oh, oh, yeah, Joy Road on Ward. Oh Lord, I I was telling. Matter of fact, I put a post up about uh, the murder Mac. Matter matter of fact, uh, what's that dude that came to the city uh, and was was the food critic? Uh, which it, a couple of them came, but uh. Your man's that was just, just like really just going in on everybody. Something Lee. No, not him. The other dude. Oh, the other one. Uh, are you talking about oh, I can't Hungry remember. Man? It, it's something, man. But all I know is somebody re- recommended that he go to the uh, Murder Mac. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to McDonald's? No, but they was like this. They said this McDonald's is better than every McDonald's you've ever been to. You need to go to this one and gave this nigga the address. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, I ain't nowhere in hell. I, I, my wow. mama a mile away. Well, rest in peace. My mama house is a mile away from that McDonald's, and I ain't never been in that McDonald's in twenty wow. some years. Yeah. So, 
so 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 what's significant about what you're stating is that it's called the murder map and so the the area that we're we're projected to operate in is the joy road 48228 area and mm-hmm. so since we from the initiative of cbi we we've been able to reduce homicides over there uh by almost 60 60 something percent uh this year that's actually my mom's area code yeah 48228 and we have one of the lowest we have one of the lowest uh, um, decreases out of the six areas inside of the uh, pilots inside of the city of Detroit. So How? Joy Road is actually turning around. How? And I want to. What are you, what are you wanna, guys doing that can be duplicated? Um. So the the duplication of it is, it's really a it's it's kind of like an ecosystem and model providing wraparound services for participants, those who are directly impacted, that lives a, a, a life of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we use the credible messenger approach, uh, with that. And so shout out to my, my brother, uh, Zoe, Duanzo, who, you know, came home, uh, from serving time and, you know, I'm not going to share his story. Uh, I always let someone share their own story. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, but he came home with a different mindset and was like, Hey, I want to, I want to be the positive change in my community. And so, you know, he did, he put the footwork down. Um, people thought he was going to come home different, you know, the way that he came back, but on 10, you know, I mean, left out on 10, you know, but he came back a whole different person and, you know, was honored by his community and, and brought in and embraced. And he brought the community into the work that we're doing now. And Hmm. so he went back into his community and provided some opportunity, uh, some salary paying jobs for certain people, um, that was wanted to, you know, switch their life as well. And so what they do is they do outreach. Um, they do violence prevention and they deal with participants in, in de-escalation um, and they, they help with, you know, a little bit of behavioral therapy, uh, putting them into different programs, getting the younger generation on the emotional intelligence. Uh, with, and, and now, you know, we're looking at uh, getting them more into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that's why, you know, I stepped away and got into, you know, my own organization so I can really focus on that transformation of these individuals and us overall in entrepreneurship, community empowerment, you know, civic engagement and mental wellness. Cause those are four pillars that assisted me in who I am today. You know what I think is, uh, it would really be helpful is a life skills class for, for uh, high school students, you know, to teach you about, you know, I didn't know shit about taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know shit about my credit. You know, um, like the things that, that the errors that my mother made financially, she didn't share some of those with me. Yeah. So I end up making some of the same mistakes. So, Correct. you know, like if there was something I could come talk to some students, you know, a couple of times a year or ho- however, you know, help with a class or whatever to say, hey, on some real life shit, these are certain things that will help you in the future. So you don't have to necessarily start off avoiding the bill collector type shit, yeah. you know. And, and, and I, I, for the life of me, I never understood why that wasn't a part of uh, at least the Detroiters education. Yeah. And so, so, you know, those are things when you, when you surveying and going into community and speaking with community, we've been here, you, we hear that all the time and we do those things, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of individuals. You can always get in, get involved with a local school and talk to the principal, right. Or the administration and give back. Right. But the biggest thing is that we fall short to longevity because how long will you be alive, Jobs? Right? 
So what you're speaking about might fall short because the next person might not have that thought process that you have. So mm. what we have to do is start again, getting involved civically and changing policies with inside of our state at the board of education locally as well. And those same mindsets that's having this, that the thought process that you have coming together to change policy, to make sure those are mandated with inside of our school policies, right? We go in and we give back and sometimes it makes us feel good, right? But the next generation, you want that same thing for your grandbabies, your great grandbabies, you want that same thing. And sometimes that type of individual like yourself might not be prevalent in the time or the era that they're residing in. And so now in order for that to be long-term, again, we have to change policy. And so that's where that civic engagement goes in and that community empowerment piece uh, with minds uh, goes in because I'm looking for a long-term trajectory. I'm looking for if Skrill is not here, if Skrill is not a person to speak up, if Jobs is not here to speak up, if Malcolm X is no longer here to speak up, how do we change policy to make sure policy is ran the correct way so that accountability is held? Yo, are you going to Savior's Day uh, next month? Um, I'm, I might, I might, I don't know. I'll next month is a big month. Uh, I, I didn't go last year. I didn't, I don't think they had it last year. No, I think it was in Chicago last year. It was in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be there, man. Um, and, and I'll have, matter of fact, uh, student minister Troy will be on the show next, next week. And, uh, like that's a, like, that's just, and I tell people all the time, man, that was one of the most Beautiful things to see about our people with Savior's Day. So anybody out there, if you get an opportunity to go, um, you ain't got to be Muslim. You know, you don't have to believe. You can be an atheist. You can be Christian. Whatever you go see a bunch of strong black people mm-hmm. loving on each other. You know, like, like the, whatever you need to remove from, you know, yourself to get there, do that. But please do just do your soul and yourself and your family a favor. Uh, Go check it out. It is, I'm telling you, it is something you will never forget. Yeah, and, and I want to, I definitely want to uh, acknowledge student minister Troy Muhammad doing a phenomenal job uh, as student minister under uh, Minister Farrakhan uh, for, for the city of Detroit, um, Mines Temple number one. And, you know, close, close brother to me as well, back you know, from New Era when I first started and caught my case that Brick was talking about student student minister Troy in the nation was right there, you know, and brother, what do you need? You know, and so it I always have love for student minister Troy Muhammad and, you know, uh, being from Inkster, you know, same. He, he got roots in Inkster as well. My family and his family grew up with each other. Um, so just knowing, you know, his his story as well and it's just amazing uh, what transformation can do to an individual, what purpose driven and finding your purpose, right. And, and owning your purpose, uh, what that feels like and then what it looks like as well. And so, you know, that is a reflection of some, a black man finding his purpose and staying uh, full thread and doing the diligent, being diligent with inside of that process uh, could become right inside of life. Yeah, in the trajectory. That's my guy, man. That brother inspires me. He really does. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they go about doing that, bro? Uh, best way uh, you can get in contact with me 
Uh, you can get in contact with me on social media. Uh, Instagram is one of the main platforms I do utilize. Uh, my Instagram is Skrill, S-C-R-E-A-L with two underscores. Um, if you want to send me an email, you can email me at motivatinginternewdreams at gmail.com. And you can always go onto my website as well, motivatinginternewdreams.org. Uh, and request, you know, uh, to have a conversation as well. Yo, wh what did the name come from, Skrill? So, so growing up, uh, <laughs> I always was the money man. All my friends always said you always had, you know, abundance, man. And my family always used to say, you know, you 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 would always have abundance no matter what, right? And I was I was the guy that would always, if we hanging out, I'm buying drinks for everybody. I'm I'm buying food. You know, even even if it was my last, I know I'm going to make some more. Right. And that's just the mindset that I always had. Uh, but it was spelled it was uh, spelled S-C-R-I-L-L. And so, as everyone know, we have a famous uh, MC uh, uh, in the in the state of Michigan from Highland Park, you know, Skrill, Skrill, Skrill from the from the pillar, you know, mm -hmm. Skrilla. And so I was like, uh, you know, everybody was calling me Jay Skrilla, you know. Um, I was in the entertainment a little bit as well. Again, my best friend Hops was a rapper, um, and I did management. But during my trajectory, probably about 2017, 2018, I, I started reshaping and giving honor and respect for those who came before me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, I know Skrilla, and we always get people get us confused. And I ran into him. I said, hey, brother, uh, they called me Skrill too. Um, but I, I changed my spell of my name in honor of you to give you respect. And I know a lot of people call themselves Skrill, but you the first Skrill I ever, ever knew from Turbulence. Watching you on Turbulence TV, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out, shout out to Pirelli, you know. Uh, shout out uh, to the Watson brothers, you know. So RJ and them. So you, it, it was just like, hey, I'm gonna spell it S C R E A L. Because one thing people always told me when they spoke with me, they was like, man, you be spitting some real shit. Like, you you don't you don't fake the funk. You ain't playing around. Like, you a real guy. And so I took that, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to spell it S-C-R-E-A-L. And what I, what I did for that was, you know, in honor of Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, but really Malcolm X, uh, because his family don't, a, a lot of his assets and his legacy a lot of our revolutionaries, their family uh, did not uh, monetize or was not able to monetize off yeah. their legacies. Everybody right? making money but them. But them. And so what I did was I actually trademarked my name Skrill. So anything that I'm doing with the name Skrill that's inside of uh, social, social justice, right? It could be the podcast, anything, right? Uh, my family has the ability uh, to have that intellectual property because if my name is trying to be utilized, they have that. So I'm, I trademarked it with the United States Trade and Postal Trademark and Post uh, and Patent Office. Well, tell your people, man, don't come fucking with my channel, man. Uh, I had you actually on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, they ain't gonna come. They ain't gonna come messing with it. They know. They know this was God. This was willing. Yo, um, I, I, I truly, truly. Oh, and, and if nobody's told you today, man, I'm proud of you. I appreciate you. Likewise, Josh. Proud of you as well, Black Man. I appreciate that, man. Um, and if there's anything I could possibly do for you, just let me know. Um, like I, I, I'm gonna hit you up Saturday. I'll be there. Okay. 
and then yeah. and then just be just be ready march uh march we we commence our annual gala uh for motu vj spirits is invite only okay uh some of the some of the shakers and movers the who's who's the up and coming uh we rent out the museum of contemporary arts detroit last year we did it it was our inaugural uh gala to tie in the partnership with ty mopkins uh and we commenced uh the first event for 313 weekend here in detroit mm -hmm. and so we're gearing up uh for that as well um so get ready for that put that on your calendar that's that's your official invite right there i'll make sure that i send out uh send you out the actual invite once we commence everything but i want to give you that uh on this show uh, yeah, don't be lying to me, man. People be coming on line, bro. Come on, I just told you my name's Skrill for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I, I ain't about to lie. To I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up. I, I want you. Better pull up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, matter of fact, my manager just hit me up. I think we're gonna have Ty on the show in in March. Oh yeah. Oh, that's gonna be dope. That's gonna yeah. be dope. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be pretty dope too. All right, man. Um, I'm gonna let you go. I know you got shit to do, man. This has been an honor, bro. Uh, like I said, whatever I can do for you, please just let me know. I got you. Yeah. Oh, wait. One more. One more thing before we left. Without before we leave, man. Uh, I definitely want to bring acknowledgement uh, to a community person that actually transitioned uh, not that long ago. Uh, but I will be attending uh, his funeral tomorrow. Uh, one of my founding members of my community violence leadership council, Laron Roe Chase, uh, who subsequently uh, passed away from suicide uh and pillar in the community uh one of those transformative transformative individuals that you know lived a different life previously but always had a heart for his people um and it's time for us to really just show up for those who've been showing up you know we always say check on your strong friends and that was some that was people's strong friend um and you know tomorrow you know we'll be um resting him um uh, putting him to rest uh but let's make sure that we continue to uplift the work um that individuals have been doing our ancestors now uh he's a part of the ancestors so i want to bring his his name and uplift his name into the space into the universe into the world so his legacy will continue to live on uh so you know just a moment of silence to my brother uh Laron road chase and our deepest condolences go out to him and his family man um appreciate you bro it's been an honor Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, Josh, for having me. Peace. Have a good one, bro. Peace. Yo, Brick. Shout out to you too, bro. Like you are a phenomenal fucking person, bro. Um, and and seeing you being the father that you are, it it's a beautiful thing, bro. Um, I'm sorry that y'all y'all going through what y'all going through. But y'all built for it. You and your wife, man, are absolutely a treasure. Y'all appreciate it. On that note, um, I'll be back in an hour. Um, I got Trey Da Vinci coming on. Hip-hop uh, hip hop artist out of Memphis. Uh, your man is killing TikTok and killing the game right now. Um, anyway, this has been Jobs. This has been another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. And make sure y'all go cops and Motu VJ. Uh, and I'm telling you, eye candy is the business. It's crazy. Love that shit, man. Uh, anyway, I'm out of here. Uh, I got to take the dog out, and I'll be back in an hour. 
Uh, you, are, you already know, bro. I'll holler at you. Peace.